Hello, cryptic fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Author's Journey with your boy, Gary Khan. Today, we are learning about subplot. But before we do that, we need to understand plot. Last week, or in the previous weeks, if you've been listening, we've learned that plot is the dramatic restructuring of our chronological story. Very interesting. Subplot is a mini plot or a dramatically restructured story that runs parallel to your main plot. To use a metaphor to explain this, think about a long rope, thick, brown, that you weave throughout your entire living room. And imagine that was your story and the journey that you wanted your story to take. So imagine you weave it through your chairs, around the table, over the sofa, whatever you'd like. And once you've done that, imagine taking thin strands of string tying them off at random points of your big rope and then moving them around in different structures all across your living room and tying them off somewhere else at the end point of your rope. Now your plot would be the main thick rope and the little strands of string would be your subplot. You can have as many as you want. If you use this metaphor, you can think of them as different colors. So your romantic subplot might be a red string. The color of love. Your power plot might be a purple string. That is the concept of plot and subplot in its entirety. Very simple to understand, very hard to execute. In this episode, I share with learners how to actually go about creating killer subplots. Perhaps you've had a plot that stank. Perhaps you've had a subplot that stank. And the reason is the interconnecting of your story, the dramatic restructuring, is not working as well as you would have thought. But fear not, fear not. There are many things that you can do to improve your subplot. And I'm going to share that magic with you here today. There are six main reasons for adding subplot to your novel. The first is to deepen your characterization. You want your readers to really connect with your characters. And often the main story has to stick to those content principles, the aspects which really propel the plot forward. However, a great technique often used by fantastic authors is to deviate slightly from the main plot to show the character's more humble side. So if you've got a James Bond-like character, always kicking ass and taking names, that's what we know them for. The main plot shows them unraveling international mysteries. However, you could have a side plot where that character goes off and has tea or coffee or some delightful meal with the lady from the orphanage which helped raise him. And in that way, we get to explore the character's more human side. And that's often what you want to use this for. So number one, deepen characteristic. Another subplot type is to showcase transformation. We want to see the character either growing or regressing in some way. Now it doesn't necessarily fit into the main plot but it can be used very effectively as subplot and here you can use the example of a hard-nosed play-by-the-book lawyer in the main plot learning to color outside of the lines in the subplot. The subplot would demonstrate the character taking on a case that they would otherwise not take on and therefore going through that process, learning a crucial lesson that helps them in the main plot. The next one is introducing conflict and complication. Now, this is a favorite of mine. What you really want to do is 
have a overarching main plot with a great core structure, but this subplot wants to throw in all sorts of eerie pinch points, as they would call them. Things that make things go a little bit crazy along the way. So you've got a roller coaster ride of emotions that happens across the board. And let me give you an example. You might have the antagonist kill the loved one of your main character or MC, right? Your protagonist. The subplot could explore how the antagonist or villain goes about killing the loved one and what they actually do is desecrate the body. They snatch it and steal it away and destroy it in some weird and perverse manner that leaves the protagonist longing for the way to put and grieve their loved one in in the most human and realistic way possible. So that just shows the villainous side of the villain, but it also heightens the conflict and adds complications into your protagonist's hero journey, if you want to put it that way. This is a fantastic tool to use. It doesn't fit necessarily into the main plot, as you can see. So it's definitely categorized as a subplot, but it adds flavor to that main plot. It adds fuel to the fire between the rivalry between the protagonist and the antagonist. And that's really what you want to use it for. That's where its fit is really felt. The next reason is to develop and explore theme. Now the theme in a story is its underlying message or big idea. These themes are universal and I spoke about that a little bit last week. Now what you want to do is use a subplot that builds on the principles that you're trying to establish. Let's for example say your central theme is about power and corruption. You want to say that as you go and improve in your power, you will be corrupted by that same power. Now you can take an idealist that is really trying to change the world, but give them a little bit of power and have them have to compromise their principles for that power, but for the greater good. Showcase that it actually really results in the community being benefited as well as the protagonist getting rewarded by moving up the ladder of the organization or hierarchy in which they find themselves. Now what's been learned or the moral of the subplot shows that compromising your morals is not that bad as long as the ends justify the means and that's what your character takes away. Now in doing that it doesn't necessarily fit into the bigger theme of power and corruption along your mainstream plot. But what it does do is add a lot of depth and color to that theme. It allows the reader to explore the more literary side of your novel. And a lot of novels are lacking that, that depth, that, that, that meaning behind the action or the romance, etc. So this is a really powerful tool that you can use to help you do that. Another one is providing context and background. Now, you often can use this in various ways, but what you want to do is add color so that the readers fall in love with the world you often have in. It's best used in the, in the sense of world building, so looking at setting, characterization, and other various literary devices. You could have a subplot in a magical world showcasing the cast going to a festival of some kind. Let's say they're part of a wizard and wizarding world and they go to a festival that commemorates a hundred years of freedom from the dark overlord. And in this showcasing, you could have them have food, 
wear certain clothes, perform certain rituals, state certain things as groups together, whatever those traditions or rituals might be. And what that's going to do is help immerse your reader into your world. And by doing so, build a better world. Build a world that we'd be so interested in readers to read about. You know, it's just, it adds that color. And you can do all sorts of things. You can talk about recreational activities. You can talk about what they do for fun, how they travel, what architecture there is. Whatever is your interest or fancy, the list goes on. My personal favorite is food. Have them have a meal as a family or as friends and describe the foods and the preparation and how they do that, which will explain a lot about your world. It adds color, and that's exactly what you want to use your subplots for. Now, the sixth and final purpose of plot or subplot, let me rather say, is to provide relief. If you have an action-packed sort of main plot, you want to counterbalance it with a lot of relief. And that could be, you know, um, reflective, which just means it's a more deep and serious kind of relief, or comedic relief, which is, of course, funny. Now, if you're going to use comedic relief, make sure it is funny and make sure you actually have a sense of humor. I do not, or I've so I've been told, I think I'm hilarious, but only my best friend gets my jokes. So we'll leave that out for now. Every plot has a balance. So if you have a comedic story, what you could do is build in some tragic subplots. You see this often in a lot of our rom-coms. There's some serious things that happen that are side to the main romantic main plot, but it often creates extra depth to the story. If you just have a, a comedy or you just have a rom-com or the romantic side of it, ultimately it's a very shallow story. There's no depth behind it. There's no deeper meaning. Um, there's no reflection on the human condition. And that's what we're missing in this. So those are the purposes that you use to write a subplot. And as you can see, very, very crucial. So right off the bat, here are a couple of different types of subplots. You have your origin story, very popular in hero and superhero movies and books and comics, right? We all know what the origin story is. Go back to the main event that changed or pivoted was so crucial or instrumental in your character's development that set them on the path to become the hero that they are today. The love story, another big obvious one and very common. Make your main character bump into someone he finds or she finds attractive. Let them have a conversation, take them on a date, have a whirlwind romance and have that romance build up as they go through the various journeys of the main plot. Then you have your transformation story. We spoke a little bit about that in the purpose. A transformation story's purpose is also to show transformation. So here you want to just deviate from the story just to reflect some kind of growth in the character. A high-paced, action-packed novel often doesn't give enough time to stop and reflect on the growth that the character might have. Here we might see the character reflecting on some moral decisions that they've made and in so doing, learn some lessons that feed into the keys that they're going to use to develop themselves enough to go and tackle the big bad boss in the climax of the main plot. Another one is backstory, similar to origin story, but really what it is is showing the past, not necessarily the main origin. So the origin is how that person became the superhero or the superheroine or whatever you want to call it. The backstory just adds a bit of extra texture from the past. 
and it doesn't have to be distant past it can be wherever so you might tell a story from high school where the kids embarrass them and that explains to us why they hate being humiliated now today right because they were embarrassed and most of us were in high school so that's high school just deal with it then you have your side story so the side story is very interesting it is predominantly there as well to provide things like the relief it happens concurrently to your main story so there's things happening at the same plot points but they deviate from the story and, and track your story sideways rather than running parallel or going back as the backstory or the other stories would suggest so your side story really runs parallel and does a whole bunch of things it can also be used to showcase transformation it could be used to characterize there's a whole bunch of those things another one and interesting this is a little bit more meta than most of the others is the moral of the story these are subplots that take readers on thematic explorations so they could deviate way way off course and now this is contrary to popular um, not belief but principles in subplots they say the subplot has to be so essential to your main plot that if you remove it it doesn't do anything yes 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 that's very good advice for the amateurs and the rookies and the beginners but if you have enough advanced knowledge you can really take us on a literary exploration of theme by deviating completely it can't be completely so much so that it's not even related to your story so let's say you're doing a timepiece similar to pride and prejudice and all of a sudden you involve zombies unless you're doing uh, the zombie version of that which was awesome in that movie i don't know what it's called but i loved it so there you go you know those are the different types of subplots that you could pretty much see in your writing now the question how do you execute this this is actually the easiest part i think once you understand what subplot is what the purposes are what types you have you really have a lot of the information that you need to use to build subplots now this part is very easy how do i actually go about executing a subplot you have to have a trigger it can't come out of nowhere so the trigger has to get you going into some other direction from your main plot so think about your main plot as a river heading very straight down a particular path and your subplot would have a rock that your water hits and deviates on a side stream that's the subplot so introduce some kind of trigger so let's talk about a romantic love story in a romantic love story the heroine or the main character has to meet the love interest and that will trigger the romantic love story so boom i bump into a beautiful girl da 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 i've just performed the trigger that allows me to go off of the main story and develop this romantic love story a little bit now with backstories and origin stories you either want to do a pre prelude or prologue as they call it so that's at the start of the book before the actual main storyline starts or it could be a flashback of some kind where the person flashes back and says oh back in the day this and this happened and then takes us through that particular story as a as a short story if you want from that perspective very powerful techniques alternatively something other triggers that's an event and then you have a complete deviation you could have the end of the chapter and have a thematic exploration which slows your story down quite a bit so you have to use it sparingly and you have to use it well it's got to make an impact it's got to be pow 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 right 
the last thing that you can do is dreams. But this is a little bit cliched. Your character goes to sleep. They have a dream about the past, about the present, maybe a premonition of the future. Those kinds of things. Yeah, I would recommend you you sprinkle those in very scarcely. So the main is just introducing a trigger that allows you to deviate slightly um, and then pull it back very quickly. It's got to be relevant to some extent and it's got to be impactful to some extent. It doesn't have to be so relevant that if you remove it, it doesn't. the story doesn't make sense. I don't believe that, but that's just me. You can listen to other contrary advice by all means. It's a free country. Actually, it's a free world, mostly. Some parts are still, yeah. Anyway, that's it for subplot. You now have the tools and the techniques to write killer subplots. So go forth and multiply, destroy, kill, assassinate those subplots. I can't wait to see what you do with this. What I would suggest is create a plot structure, as I explained in my previous podcast, and then do a couple of those running parallel and then insert your subplots into that and Bob's your uncle. Now, some of the most helpful advice I saw out on the interwebs was that plot is not necessarily about the story that follows because every story is about a character. So not what events happen to the character, but how a character responds to the events. Beautiful advice. I love it. Incorporate it in what you're doing. That should be a given in any case. So, you know, common sense and all of those kinds of things. So there you have it. I hope that helps. It's a bit of being a flyby kind of episode, but I think the principles in this will really help improve your writing as they have improved my own. And so that's my gift to you. If you like this episode, please share it on your social platforms. Subscribe online on your favorite platform. I've told you mine. You can tell me yours. It's all there for the taking and the making. Let's do this. I really appreciate the support. Much love, cryptic community. You are the best. Now, as the Korean people say, Annyeong.